minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ooh, I can't even keep up. There's just so much news going on. Uh, I don't even know if we have enough time to cover it all. I thought the weekend was crazy, but the last day and a half has been even crazier. And we have Professor Bonner in the building <laughs> to break it all down for us because, yeah. This is, I, this, I is, am, this is the plot. It's like it's like Real Housewives of everything, but wrestling you, style. We take one day off. We take one day off, and the whole world decides to implode. How are mm -hmm. you, TK? I am. I am. I'm good. Aside from you know deciding what to do with my hair, which well, is apparently it feels like that. It feels it feels like guy. compounded. Yeah. I, I, I understand as a hair guy, I, I get it. I get it. But just commit one way and, and you'll be fine. Just pick away and, and go with it and you'll be all right. That part. Um, um, we're going to check on that, Sammy. But if you, uh, so for you guys who are listening and not watching, <laughs> apparently Thunder Rosa <clears throat> allegedly asked for her release. So Sammy, if you have the uh, tweet or thing, just send it to me and you know we'll check on it. Um, yeah. But what's our first story? What you got for us? Well, let's catch the world up on what uh, everybody really wants us to talk about. So while we were on doing the aftermath of All Out Sunday night into Monday, uh, I remember Nikki being in the chat telling us about the media scrum that CM Punk had gone ham. And then by the end of the aftermath, you'd actually played a clip for us and we all looked like an emoji. That was us yeah, because was we couldn't believe what we were seeing and hearing. And so, indeed, the plot has thickened over the last few days, and it's been absolutely crazy. So here's how it went down. Following that media scrum, there was apparently an altercation that took place between CM Punk, Ace Steel, and the members of the elite. Uh, this altercation involved chairs being thrown punches being thrown apparently nick jackson has a black eye because of a chair to the eye all of these things happened and everybody involved has been mum they've been quiet because there are apparently legal ramifications from mm -hmm. this well 
It gets even deeper as apparently today the word on the street from our good friends at Sports Illustrated is that there, I guess Oprah Winfrey's been hanging around handing out suspensions. You get a suspension and you get a suspension and you get a suspension. And so all of the wonderful (laughs) recipients include Kenny Omega. Matt and Nick Jackson, who happen to be your brand new trios champions. Oh, and they're your EVPs too. Then you have Pat Buck, who is an agent, just worked for WWE for a while. Now he's in AEW. Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, all suspended. Then there's the word that uh, CM Punk and A Steel are also suspended. And it is rumored that they may no longer be with the company by the end of tonight then about an hour ago well before that before that a story broke that said cm punk apparently suffered an injury during the Mm -hmm. world title match and so either way there's going to be a new aew champion um and then we find out about an hour ago from tony khan on the twitter when he says quote Tonight, live on TBS, I'll address the AEW World Championship and the AEW World Trios Championship. So this gets incredibly interesting when your world champion and your brand new trios champions are all suspended. Now, the only one who made out of this like a fat cat is Hangman Adam Page. And that's because (laughs) Hangman Adam Page felt like Shawn Michaels and decided to leave the building before all of this stuff went down. So because he wasn't there and he wasn't involved, he didn't get suspended. So a couple of other interesting things. For one, John Moxley, the former AEW champion and resident uh, substitute teacher, he, uh, of course, lost the title Sunday night was not even supposed to be a part of this show tonight, but has been asked to show up because naturally all of your other people are nowhere around. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then on top of this, MJF is supposed to get a live mic tonight. So needless to say, AEW Dynamite is going to be must-see TV, but for all of the wrong reasons. And um, it's, it's it's just pandemonium in AEW right now. And it literally feels, so someone asked, why did Christopher Daniels get a suspension? Everybody involved in that altercation was suspended. So every name I mentioned to you was involved in the altercation. Um, So they all got a suspension. So I just wonder what all of this is going to really mean. Um, Depending upon where you listen to your sources and the like will help you figure out what side of this you fall on. Um, you know, from where I sit, there's a lot of arguments that can be made. If you listen to Jim Cornette, um, the elite have had this coming and it's about time that somebody actually said something, uh, from where I sit, it's okay to have grievances and gripes. The media scrum after you win the world championship is probably not the best place to air them. Um, and again, I say, if people are talking more about your media scrum, then the five-hour pay-per-view you just had, Houston, Jeez. we have a problem. Now, this. Now let me tell you where else this gets equally complicated. <laughs> this is the crazy part. The crazy part here is this. So let's talk business because AEW 
their TV rights actually expire in 2024, okay? Now, based on their ratings, they should be in a great position to increase their rights fee. However, Warner Brothers has now merged with Discovery Inc., and because of that new merger, uh, there's a lot of question marks going around in terms of the current strategy, how AEW will be placed, and what their future will be. So with all of that said, this chaos in the midst of a new merger and potentially wondering what these TV rights are going to be, this is the worst time for this. Like, the worst. And I'll just say this for our wrestling historians, this feels an awful lot like 1996 to 2001 <laughs> what happened then of course wcw was on this major major role they were killing but then there was this interesting merger that happened with aol and time warner and they mm -hmm. were trying to figure out do we want to keep wrestling or not while this was happening there was an interesting power struggle in wcw there were some guys who called themselves the click that wanted creative control and everybody else had to do what they asked to do or else or else. So then you get to this weird, funky period in WCW, 1999 to 2001. People are still attending, but things are super weird backstage. All of a sudden, Eric Bischoff is gone. And before you know it, March 2001, WCW is sold. So... <sighs> Wow. Well, thank you. That was an amazing recap. Um, thank you. Thank it, you. It, it, I, I agree with you, Casey. Um, it's just disappointing with all these grown men acting like children. Like it's, it's, I, it, I think it's passionate, but I also wonder if Tony Khan wished that, <laughs> that Moxley had the championship because things would have went a lot different. Like not if Moxley <laughs> had won the title, if MJF had won the title, a lot of this would be extremely different because right. you could probably punish Punk the way you might think someone in this position should be punished for actually going to blows, et cetera, et cetera, without it completely imploding your company. But right, but I don't think the fight would even even have happened well, on that pay per view. It probably would have happened too. eventually, just because right. you know allegedly and it certainly wouldn't. It wouldn't have stuff. happened as a result of this media scrum because Moxley right. would have never talked about that stuff. Right, um, right. So it, it's just, it's it's bad. It's it, There's no other way to say it. It is bad. And for all of the rumors of backstage issues in AEW, that scrum showed the world, no, this is a real problematic place. I can't imagine if, uh, if you and I are sitting on a press conference and I just start spouting stuff off about WWT and you're like, yeah, uh, I should have handled that. No, 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 TK, you shouldn't have handled this. This is what, <laughs> what? Yeah, but that, that also means that like in my, cause people who there, there's two, there's two types of personalities that will do something like that. One, mm -hmm. they just don't care. And they also know that whatever, like, you know, this is, it's like the person who just decides to quit, right? They're either yeah. doing it emotionally or they're like, nah, I've won the lottery, F you. Right, so right, right, I, I, right. I, I, I definitely don't think CM Punk thought like thought he was going to say all that and then still remain champion and still I, go actually, back. I to, think I think he did. That's the definition I, of sanity. Then I think that, I that think is the he thought of he could say all of that because I think he felt untouchable. 
I'm CM Punk. Mm. I just won the. You just built an entire pay per view around me. It. They spent a whole week in Chicago, and then the whole idea of him losing the title a week before to have this massive setup in Chicago where he's in the crowd and everybody's chanting his name and oh my God, yes. Oh, it was the. Per- you could not ask for a better scenario than what CM Punk had. And for CM Punk to then say, right after the match, not thank you, Chicago, for coming out. You guys have treated me like royalty. What an amazing, this is a year anniversary of me being in. It turned into something completely different. And from a professionalism standpoint, I will say this. You and I are both in industries where we have to deal with a lot of craziness. And we understand you just don't say everything, even when you have the knowledge and the opportunity. So this isn't even about, are you justified? Did these things happen? All of the things that allegedly happened may have actually happened, but was Mm -hmm. that the right time to just bleed and throw up over all the people? That's the thing. And then obviously what it turned into. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. When you reference like both of us being in the industry, we've both been in the industry where like, we we haven't we're not you know presidents of companies or mm-hmm. like you know it's it's a very different thing and I I I I call this like the OJ effect meaning that mm. you spent your whole life people are worshiping you like how mm-hmm. CM Punk left WWE like mm-hmm. you know and he he was essentially from you know allegedly we weren't there but like begged to come to AEW. Right. And they did like you were referring, they changed everything to make him, you know, happy. So Mm -hmm. in that sense, you're not going to think of the industry protocols because you never had to really follow the industry protocols. And when you don't have to do that, then you're going to be like OJ the second time around and go to Vegas and Mm -hmm. steal somebody's stuff versus just hiring people to do it. Like, and then you you book and say, (laughs) if I did it. Like, you know, it's, right. it's, it's yeah. that kind of thing. And so I I don't want to speculate as to whether or not um, his injury is factual. But I do think that on the night that you could potentially be fired, suddenly you get injured. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, because he certainly wasn't handling that uh, press conference like he was injured. You know, he was just spouting. But then maybe maybe that's why he was eating the muffins to to take away the pain. I don't know. <laughs> um, but let's just say oh it's, a, it's we could not make up situations this way. Nobody's creative is this creative to write like this, because if they were the ratings for all of these wrestling programs would be through the roof right now, because this is that kind of a situation. So I'm certain at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, many of us will be glued to Dynamite to see what in the world is going to happen. It feels like a train wreck you can't miss. And, I mean, maybe the writers decided to, you know, maybe the writers decide to take it that level because now, I mean, are you even talking about what's happened in WWE or are you now talking about the possible suspensions and firing. I mean, you never know. And I know you talked about, you know, everything not being a work, but you know, if they did like, you know, the whole thing with MJF, which was, which Mm -hmm. wasn't a work, but they made it work and they turned it around. Mm -hmm. Well, and so, and so to that point, I mean, like there have been 
other instances in pro wrestling where there have been some major real life beefs that were turned into storyline. The whole Edge Matt Hardy thing, uh, Booker T and Batista, right? All of these moments where people did not like each other in real life, had real beef and managed to turn it into story. Now, if they take this and turn it into story, that's probably a very smart move on their part because you cannot explain away the fact that the guys who pretty much headlined your pay-per-view are all suspended at this point, right? <laughs> you, you, you can't just, you know, you can't do that. Um, someone's asking, do we think Tony Khan will announce an interim world champion or give, well, well, here, here's my thing. Um, I think at this point, if we add another substitute teacher and then the trio substitute teachers, which, by the way, for those who don't remember, substitute teachers are the interim champions for me. Um, if you if you add, we're going to have a company full of present day substitute teachers. The only active champions you would have right now are your tag champs, your TNT champ and your TBS champ. Your women's champ is interim. Your world champ potentially will be interim. And then turn around your trios champions could potentially be interim. I, 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 I don't know. And then the other thing I'll say about this is what I said Sunday night when we were talking about the approved and wondering whether or not they should be champion. And I was saying that Max Bowens was seemingly injury prone and we should give them some time. Well, this will be now the second championship win for CM Punk where he immediately gets injured. So is CM Punk's body actually ready to be a world champion in a very physical company like right. AEW? I think they're going to have to start asking that question if Punk is still employed after tonight. Whew. Well, to add to the mix, I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say. Oh, you know that. Mr. K. McCoy in the building. You know chewing on. It looks like Chinese food. What You, you had some with some chopsticks. Uh I'm oh. playing tribute to punk. CM Punk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got my lime beverage as well. Sheesh. Wow. Just, all these other wrestling podcasts in the back. <laughs> who, who, who couldn't manage a MySpace account, let alone streaming on Twitch and Amazon? Always got something to say. I tell you. Well done. Hey. Well done. Do you guys want to know how I purchased my LaCroix? What I used to purchase my LaCroix? <laughs> Am I am I am I am I Hawaiian bread as well? What I used? I used my WWE Superstar credit card. I paid the bill, so I got some more money on it. I'm telling you. Woo! Speaking of money, a lot of people lost a lot of money this weekend, although they have a chance to make it up, G. Man, Sunday night was crazy. We were live coming out of the post show when we saw everything. And the news is just constantly breaking. I'm sure we're going to get some more today as well. But all the talk's been about AEW. But let's talk about their competition right quick. Good old WWE, which has experienced a renaissance, if you will. I mean, AEW could have had their... Uh, Tony Schiavone, Mankind wins the WWE Championship. They'll put some butts in some seats moment, and everyone just went the raw. This could be that moment where we've been kind of looking at WWE better, even more stacking up and rising up and rising mm -hmm. up. And this, you know, implosion could be what gets all eyes on WWE. But we won't mm -hmm. be hearing Pat McAfee on SmackDown to cover it. 
as it emerged today that Pat McAfee is joining ESPN as an analyst with College Game Day. Um, I wonder will he call it College Game Die or something like that because he does smack down. So would it be College Game Die? There you see him with David Pollock and Marcus Spears. Um, and we were like, how can he do that? He's fully signed to WWE. Well, uh, there was some tweets. From Triple H today that kind of explained what happened about how Pat McAfee approached him with an amazing opportunity to host and would never stand in Pat's way, which is so different than in Vans WWE. Only WWE existed. That was it. That was the only thing that was around. Um, and he says that Pat will remain a member of the WWE universe and we look forward to his return. And then if you scroll down, you see Pat's um reply to Triple H, and it's like, Man, I I know we had Vinny Mac, but looks like Patty Mac. Got all the stroke here, Pat McAfee. Um, we've never seen this. That this is unprecedented. The fact that you have an active commentator doing other work on ESPN, which is going to be on college games, which has me wondering, did Fox somehow get involved in this? Because remember, Fox has a huge college lineup. You know, they promoted mm-hmm. on SmackDown, on SmackDown, that, hey, don't forget tomorrow's the big noon kickoff and whatnot. So could you do that with Pat McAfee, who's going to be on there the very next day on a competitor, ESPN, announcing their college football lineup? So I think this oh. has been treated like, all right, we're going to give Pat some view. But I absolutely believe Fox could have stepped in and been like, hey, look, that's your boy. That's a competitor. But we can't have him on Fox Friday Night Smackdown and where we do promotions and cryons for the big noon kickoff. And he has to be on ESPN the next day for our college game die. And I'm sure ESPN was like, hey, fam, we can't have you on our competitor Fox talking about our competition, which is the big noon kickoff. Um, as we mm. air college game dies. So to everybody getting mad, I think it's deeper than rap. I think it's deeper than what we expect. But I also think that this could be used as a way to move Pat McAfee from commentary and maybe treat him as more as a special attraction, maybe have him wrestle more through certain angles here and there. I think those setups with matches with Austin Theory at WrestleMania and Baron Corbin at WrestleMania were a little sneak peek into what we're really going to see with Pat McAfee and his brand new contract. And now everyone's asking, well, who replaces Pat McAfee for this fall season from Mm -hmm. September to January ish. Um, I think it's going to be Corey Graves. I think Morrow's not going to come back. I think all the JBL stuff, and then even coming back to do NXT and whatnot. He he left. He's moved on the Green Pastures, and he's kind of doing his freelance work and focused more on MMA. I miss the Mama Mia. I miss all of that. But Mm -hmm. Corey Graves, you're working two days a week, buddy. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with you. I think, um, for one, I loved your explanation there about McAfee. Makes me wonder why Fox didn't counteroffer and just make him an offer to do their college stuff. I mean, that would make a lot of sense, but um, I don't know if it happened or not. But anyway, ESPN's a solid move. Um, what this does for McAfee is it brings him back just in time for Royal Rumble and Mania. Which I mean, that's really when you want him anyway. So yeah, but I don't, I don't see him wrestling. The reason why I don't see him wrestling is now he's on uh, a, a network where talking is his job. Sure. So um, I'm sure, unless and don't get me wrong, he's great, and they know what he. It's not like it's like he was hiding behind the shadows and wrestling. Like he sure. was in WrestleMania, etc. But right. I, I feel like there's gonna be some type of clause or some type of window where it's just like, 
we can't have you jumping off the top rope. Yeah. Um, you know, on your off your off season. And then like, what if you get injured? Then that then what? Like there's just a lot of different different things. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm I'd be interesting. I'm sure we'll never see it, but I'd be interested to see like what his contract looks like because I'm sure there's some type of clause and there might have been some type of back and forth as for as far as negotiations, but yeah, like you know, I mean hey, it's clear WWE allowed this to happen. WWE was oh, like, okay. Sure. Like, like, we're like, we're gonna let this happen. We're gonna have this go down. I'm he sure just signed Fox a new deal kinda, with them. Exactly, yeah. it was a brand new deal that that had yeah. to be some type of exclusive deal. Maybe it could have been exclusive for wrestling purposes only, and he could have had a clause that he can pursue outside wrestling or sports entertainment gigs for his pet McAfee brand, which WWE won't mind because they're going to get you know their guy on ESPN. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it, it, it really also shows how uh, Pat McAfee is, is wanted. I mean, everybody wants this guy. And he's just had an amazing post-NFL career to be a punter. You know, he don't right. really see this with punters mm-hmm. in the NFL. And so you, you got to remind people that he actually does play or he actually did play football. So uh, shouts to Pat McAfee doing this thizzle. Hey, if Corey Graves doesn't work, I heard that AEW might not be having a world champion soon, and he has nothing to do. So maybe he could throw on a blazer again and be a commentator. CM Punk, Friday Night Smackdown commentator. What's up? His pride (laughs) will not let him go to WWE. But he did work for Fox for a bit for that WWE program, which I'm just like, you're going to tiptoe around? and uh, Yeah, that's a mess. That's always work. So That's shouts to McAfee. And uh we we're gonna see what goes down with Smack Da and Game Da. And w- what else do we have next? <laughs> well, uh, I think that might be all our WWE talk today. We just want to get that out the way. Shouts to McAfee. Because again, this AEW situation is crazy. We're gonna keep you guys updated if we get anything. Obviously, G Money. Uh, mentioned earlier about Tony Khan's going to make a big announcement tonight. Uh, but we did get an announcement earlier today to follow up that Malachi Black, the former <laughs> Alistair Black in WWE, possibly the once again Alistair Black in WWE, if you could read the tea leaves, he has received a, quote, highly conditional release from AEW. Now, we last saw Malachi Black, a team with the House of Black, Brody King and um, Buddy Matthews, as he took on Sting, Darby Allin, and Miro, which the match was cool. Uh, and after TV, we, we saw on the internet on fan cams that Malachi Bly, Black embraced the House of Black, and he went up the ramp, did a bow, did a little kiss to the crowd, and uh, see you later, pal. And, you know, that was it. And he was granted an early release from AEW courtesy of Tony Khan. This comes from Shaw Boy Sean Rossap from Fightful. And it's highly conditional, which isn't usually the case for AEW. They don't really grant talent. Um, I don't know how much uh, time Black had left on his contract, but I thought he signed four like years. a four to five. Yeah, like a four-year deal yeah, four years. a year ago. <laughs> So he signed in 2021. <laughs> so 2025 was going to be it. So they let him out of his contract three years early. Um, conditional release. Who knows what that means? Uh, we don't have the details as far as, like, are you released and you can't work for any other North American companies, uh, uh, wrestling company. So we're going to see what happens with this. To make this another sports analogy, this feels like the Derek Fisher situation. If you guys remember back in the day, Derek Fisher signed with the Utah Jazz, and the Jazz was pretty mediocre with him. 
And mm -hmm. while it did happen, just the same way I believe Malachi Black's mental health issues or whatever issues to have, Derek Fisher had a situation where his daughter needed like some type of eye surgery. And the only eye surgery specialty center where it could happen at was Los Angeles, California, the home of his former team, the LA Lakers, as they was kind of ascending again and getting back right. And they needed a three-point specialist, which Derek Fisher just happened to be. And Utah sucked, and Utah got him on his contract, and he wouldn't take care of his daughter. And like a couple weeks later, he was signed to the Lakers again. So everyone was like, wait, huh? You know, everyone was like, oh, okay. So could Malachi Black be kind of using this and leveraging this? Because we know he's a Triple H guy. I mean, Malachi Black at NXT was booked. This guy was the NXT champion. He he was right. like the major guy. And he kind of got lost in the shuffle around WWE, which we now know on the main roster that Vince McMahon kind of went to the writers who will be like, hey, mm -hmm. look at this guy. And, and if the writers don't know about Malachi Black, then they're going to just write him off. And this is like, okay, cool. I'll take your word. And that's it. And we saw him doing those weird, like, in the dark janitor closet promos. Yeah. And then he mm -hmm. came back and fought with Big E for one week. And then he was mm -hmm. gone. Just like that. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of unresolved issues with Malachi Black. And I think that with his wife, Zelina Vega, been at WWE, you know, it's one of those things where, hey, man, we, we just no. got to agree to agree and just no, be Absolutely out, not. If you have a four-year contract and you ask for a release due to, you know, issues, which, you know, that's that's all fine and dandy, but it's also a business. And even though I've said plenty of times, AEW signs way too signs way too many people is not really putting the storylines behind every person. If I'm Tony Khan and I'm going to grant you a conditional release, then the conditional release will be you can't wrestle for competition for the length of your contract, mm -hmm. or you can come back when you feel mentally up to it. There's right. no if we see if we see <laughs> Alistair Black on WWE within the next year and a half, then <laughs> I don't know who's advising Tony Khan. Like there's no there's no there's there's no way, and I don't want to be an ass about it, but it's a it's a competition. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a Absolutely. competition. It's business. It's ratings. All this other stuff. If we see Malachi Black on WWE in two weeks, the ratings are gonna go through the roof because now we're talking about that. So there's yeah. there's there's no way, and if that does happen, then somebody dropped the ball severely at AEW. I mean, they could have just set him down and paid him. You know what I mean? Like we see with plenty of situations that con that people don't get released, and they just, I right, well, we're going to we're just going to sit you down and pay you. Uh, this isn't like a Lady Frost situation where she's on a pay per appearance and, you know, right. she's trying to get out of that deal and they just got her sitting and she can't make money. They could have just said Alistair Black who signed to a salary contract. And, and you know, that's why, like, it just struck it just struck me as odd that, OK, Malachi Black, I understand you, you, you have your issues, but just like, hey, look, I need to go home and just sit me and just be paid. But they released it from the contract, so you you have no money. I know there was an indie show scheduled for September 9th that he pulled out as well, so he might be pulling indie dates as well. But the, but the whole thing, you know, I just, hmm, what is he up to? You know, it's one of those situations that there's going to be more here. There's going to be more here. Oh, and again, maybe he gets his release from House of Black so he can marry his true group, Judgment Day. He can just leave those guys. You are convinced of this story, and I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, though, that there is uh, much more to this than meets the eye. We've not heard the end of this, 
And um, I mean, on one hand, if this is for mental health issues, I definitely hope that he is able to resolve those. Um, but but the next question we have to ask is, does he still want to do this? I mean, he left WW. Well, he he was fired from WW. He didn't leave voluntarily. He was yeah. fired. That's the um, thing, yep. Made the decision to come to AEW. Um, quickly discovered that obviously that was not what he wanted. So this is a real question to now ask, you know, what's the deal? Do you still even want to do this? So I think these next few months are going to be very interesting. And now that we're in this scenario where you just don't know who's showing up in WWE now, you know, because um, we haven't we haven't talked about uh, Braun Strowman and yeah. um, the fact that uh, two thirds, which I don't want to dovetail, but. Two-thirds of the Control Your Narrative uh, foundation is now in WWE again. Odd. Interesting. There's <laughs> a whole story in that, right? But the fact that anybody right now is showing up on WWE programming at any time now gets you going, hmm, could Black show up? Could who else show up? I mean, there's like a list of folks that we're looking for to potentially show up on WWE television. Um, and, and so the bigger question to me now is I think we're now starting to see how AEW is really being built from an infrastructure, like any business that started, they had tons of momentum. Everybody loved them. They were the new shiny toy, but now that you get tested for real yeah. now, what are you made mm -hmm. of and what to your yeah. point, uh, TK, what kinds of contracts did you sign? What are you even thinking about the potential? Because, again, I go back to WCW. It is amazing to me that WWE was able to say, hey, next week on the program, it's the return of Diesel and Razor Ramon. And Eric Bischoff is like, how much more money do I need to give you? So they get another $500,000 out of a deal when this guy thought, hey, they were leaving and they were sitting right there the whole time. Bad mm -hmm. business. So I'm just sitting here going, we're about to see what kind of business Tony Khan really does. And if he is a true businessman or a fanboy with a lot of money. I think, I think we're starting to see the latter, unfortunately. And this is one of the things that we say that made Cody Rhodes, that we're starting to see integral and so important to what AEW was. It's clear mm -hmm. that Cody Rhodes was like the right-hand guy for Tony to be like, hey, do that. Do this, right. make this move, don't make that mm -hmm. move. And a lot mm -hmm. of the reason why people did come to AEW because Cody Rhodes served as that bridge. He was mm -hmm. the bridge. He was one of the only faces next to Jericho that been on American television wrestling. Right. Mm -hmm. Remember, right. Omega and the Bucks, they're Japan guys. We're watching them mm -hmm. on some and illegal stream at two in the morning. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> they're ROH. We're watching them on tapes or illegal streams at 3 a.m. from Japan. All right, this is what we're doing. So I'm Cody was the only. Oh, so. Oh, so. Okay. Well, shouts to you and your NJPW world subscription. I mean, that's okay. what I watch. That's how I watch. <laughs> some of us use other various oh, sources. Oh. But I allegedly, pay my internet allegedly, bill, allegedly, you know. Allegedly, allegedly, I pay my internet bill. Yeah, I pay my allegedly. bill. Allegedly, with uh, <laughs> yes. my WWE card, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had it even back in the day. Uh, uh -huh. but exactly. And so Cody was the only guy, and I think since Cody left, we've seen kind of like 
this inmates running the asylum situation with AEW. I hearken back to the punk conference. I can't I can't believe he was saying all of this with Tony Khan next to him. And he's like shutting His up boss. Tony Khan and mm-hmm. shishing him and saying, mm-hmm. well, Ashley's just going the down. With the money. He's right. like basically saying, fire me, essentially. And I'm just like, what is going on here? And I think with Malachi Black, you think about how he made his debut last year, right? Arn Anderson's in a ring doing a promo, talking about Cody. The lights go black. And then here's fucking here's Al, his Tommy Ann, Alistair Black, whatever mm. you want to call him. And he roundhouse kicks, you know, Cody Rhodes' man. Arn Anderson didn't have the Glock on him that day. So, you know, things could have ended <laughs> differently if he did. But he round, he was lacking. But he roundhoused Arn Anderson, and it just felt like a star. And he was beating Cody Rhodes' ass so much that Cody Rhodes took off his boots and put it in the ring. And we thought, my man, it's going to be about it here. You know what I mean? That's how you book somebody. And since then, it's kind of been like, yeah, you know, House of Black's here. And. You know, we spit in people's face and Julia Hart just kind of comes with us and we don't beef with the varsity blondes because we took your chick and nothing happens with that. And then we're going to beef with Miro and Sting and Darby Allen for some reason. They just kind of felt there. We didn't know what mm-hmm. was going on with them. So he said, you know what, Papa H back. I got to make a phone call. And I think there's no coincidence that the reports of AEW sending legal threats to AEW, uh, to WWE, hey, stop talking to our talent and all these talent meetings coming out. And now Malachi Black gets his release after being denied at first, but now he gets it. I think it's just one of those things that, okay, there's a lot of smoke here and we're going to see him in WWE. No doubt about it. He's He, he has a, because remember, he's out of contract. So he probably has a non-compete for some time, but right. after that is done. But the non-compete would be if I were AEW, and again, we don't necessarily know exactly what happened, but it he was got a conditional release based off of issues mentally, mm-hmm. then the non-compete would be for the extent of your contract if you were signed to AEW. So that would be four years. Yeah. Like, but they wrote the contract that's, right. Correct. Yeah. That's that's the that's the thing. Because if it's not in the contract, there's nothing you could do about it. You know what right. I mean? So well, that's what I'm saying. But I'm not a lawyer. This is right. this, yep. it, it, and I'm coming up with this, like you know, I'm saying you can go back and forth, but even even with you know, with uh you know, AEW allegedly telling WWE, you know, that you they can't um they can't talk to the talent. Is there anything that says says that i know that's huge in like you know obviously nfl college college sports etc but in wrestling i think we're entering a whole new territory now where there are there is money and contracts where it's not like indies where somebody gets signed and they just you know get booked per appearance or they're only signed for a year now there's these big contracts that are coming out and i think somebody needs to set the infrastructure for that and i don't think wwe would have contacted talent if there was if there was an issue that's my thing is how do we know that wwe actually contacted them versus them contacting wwe that's to me is the because let's think about it at this point why why would wwe contact anybody in aew what what's the reasoning for it? It's not like they're losing the war. They just have brand new life. All of the people that they grabbed were people that were relatively indies at this point or not mm-hmm. working anywhere. So there was no need for them to go after AEW guys. I think what happened is that somebody from AEW reached out 
because they're all still friends. They're all still cool. Hey, right. um, what's the possibility I could? Y'all know how it is. You find yeah. out your 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 friend now is the president of the company. Done that you many times. You're gonna make a phone call. <laughs> what's hey, that? Exactly. What's up, big head? You good? Gonna, exactly. <laughs> the big head tech. How's it right? Hey, big head. <laughs> now the question is, how Three did wise. that get out? That's Correct. the question. Because if somebody was messy and not protecting their own communication, then <laughs> yeah. that's on them. But exactly, Ronnell. Like, what does yeah, it look like? We're going we to find that out. You know, yeah. so I, I think that's the real question. The question is, who reached out to who? I would almost bet money that WWE did not reach out proactively to these people. Think, I mean, let's let's. Andrade married Charlotte. And we still don't see I mean, my guy. Right. right. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> Alistair's wife is Zelina. Like, it's in your house. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like they have to call somebody and say, uh, WWS say, hey, Adam Cole. Hey. So No. Yeah. And so Triple H seems like that guy that you would have his number. You'll have, exactly. number, you'll have a number to one of his phones. Exactly. Like you, have that, that, you know, Be- because Triple H is the dude that will send you a text that says, "Hey, congratulations! I'm glad you landed right. on your feet." And he seems up. like that dude. He yeah. seems like that guy. So of mm-hmm. course you're gonna text him. Now, who was the dummy who sat back and talked to the wrong person? And exactly. They got it, and they overheard. And then mm-hmm. Tony's going, "You're tampering with my." Come on, let's let's call a spade a spade, yeah. Tony. They're not tampering. Your folks are ready to leave. Call, They're ready to call go. A spade a spade. They have discovered that indeed the grass is not greener. And I think that they've been dealing with a lot of stuff there that has just been carny-ish. It's been carny. You know, I enjoy Kenny Omega. I, I, I enjoy the Young Bucks, but their influence of doing it of doing it their way and bringing in like some of that indie stuff to TV hasn't worked. The whole behind the elite thing and kind of bringing that. It, it, just, it just hasn't worked on TV. And because again, these guys have never done this before. And I think instead of right. listening to, you know, certain people or letting the boss do the boss and everyone played their position, this is what has happened. This is what we've uh, have come into as somebody like punk comes in and he's looking around like, the hell is going on here? Like, what is this foolery? And why and why is Adam Page, who we're gonna hang man Adam Page in a few, you know, you know, the catalyst for all of this? That's really who it is. Is Hangman Adam Page, the one guy who's not suspended, who's not in trouble. He's a catalyst for all of this, right? But Triple H gotta be looking like, well, most of these guys who's been bought and back have been the NXT guys. They have been the black mm-hmm. and gold guys who have flourished over. Uh, over it with Triple H's reign, or they were Triple H's guy, like Gargano, Dexter Loomis, Black mm-hmm. and Gold guys. Uh, you think about uh, Braun Strowman, whether mm-hmm. you know it or not, that was a Triple H guy. Yeah. yeah. Even though he might have debuted on the main roster, I'm, I'm sorry, he had a big debut on the main roster. He did have a run in NXT. He had sure a run did. in NXT. Mm-hmm. It was a, sure you know, more doing house mm-hmm. shows and whatnot and, and, yeah. and trying not to be so green, but. They were kind of huh-huh on Triple H, I mean, on Braun Strowman. And Triple H said in the latest interview with Ariel Hawani, watch it, great interview, that he was like, Braun Strowman is actually perfect for Mm -hmm. WWE. Like, he's like the perfect guy that that we need. Mm -hmm. So we're Mm -hmm. starting to see all the Triple H's people come back, carrying Cross, Killer Cross. These are Triple H's people, and they're being booked in Triple H's, you know, know, vision. 
So Alistair mm-hmm. Black gotta be looking like, hey, bruh, like help me, help mm-hmm. me, tag me in. And, right. and I think, I think overall, that's what we're gonna see here. But as as the, as the great Arby Graham said, we gonna see. So so we're gonna see if we Alistair are. Black makes his return to WWE. Mm-hmm. I, whoever whoever that lawyer is needs to be fired. Fired. <laughs> Just saying, mm-hmm. just on GP, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, what do we Ooh. have next? Well, some non AEW related news is uh, Battle Slam. Battle Slam is going down September the 25th, and there's a lot going on with Battle Slam. We know for a fact that there's going to be a world championship tournament, and just announced today, little Scrappy, who made his in ring debut at the last Battle Slam event will be back at Battle Slam, and he will be involved in the World Championship Tournament. This is major, guys, on a lot of fronts. A lot of people are still talking about just how great little Scrappy did in that match against Baron Black. We asked him because he showed up on commentary, like, what's next for you, potentially? You know, and he talked about a couple of other things in wrestling still, but the idea that he isn't a little scrappy Pete done. That's funny. Um, it, you know, <laughs> the fact, the fact now that he could potentially be a world champion or at least be in this conversation, that's a win on a lot of fronts for battle slam for scrappy, uh, his opponent, Baron black is somewhere in this tournament. So could we see a rematch potentially? I don't know, but that's going to be crazy. And I just got word that uh, a first-time-ever match is going to happen at Battle Slam as Chris Bay takes on Khan. That's going to be nuts. That's going to be nuts. So Battle Slam is killing right now. While AEW is doing all the things that they're doing, Battle Slam is putting it down for the culture. And so September the 25th, we will definitely keep you posted, but you can certainly get tickets if you want to come to Atlanta to check it out. It's going to be crazy. And uh, I will indeed confirm when you guys will be able to watch it. I heard it's supposed to be on pay-per-view live, but I want to make sure I confirm that before we we run with that. But yeah, Battle Slam is going to be crazy September the 25th. (laughs) And uh, it's funny because Scrappy, of course, comes from controversy with, of course, um, you know, uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and all that jazz. But (laughs) he's He's, he's calmed down a little bit. Yeah, he had. Well, now he's got an outlet to get it out. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know, that's one of the things that we discussed uh, per Scrappy's last event that he was at. Mm -hmm. And then again, I saw that remarkable promo. You you could watch the latest Battle Slam on Fight TV. I highly recommend everybody doing it. Great commentary by somebody. I'm pointing to you, you, Mr. Bonner. Yes, yes. And I was like, yo, Scrappy's pretty like natural with it and when we saw the tournament come out we spoke about the bracket a couple days ago and i was like hmm i wonder what's crap would be involved and now we have confirmation that the head busser will be trying to bust some heads to become champion mm-hmm. that's very dope major crossover appeal we know how much hip-hop and wrestling are together so i'm gonna put my money on scrappy and and maybe yeah. pete dunn will do a run-in to see who's the real little scrappy you know what I'm saying? let me out of yeah <laughs> Or, wow, or Butch, wow, or not. Or Butch. Let me out. Whatever you call him. Whatever you call him. Maybe on the well, indie I mean, scenes, he gets a Pete Dunn. Who knows? Kudos to him, you know, for for making a pivot, even if it's a little pivot. You're now gen. You know, people who are not familiar with his music, 
or just right. knew a few songs. Like there's that crossover. It's still about mm -hmm. streaming, regardless if it's an old song or a new song. And Facts. so, you know, we're definitely about it. But going back to AEW, like quickly with everything that's mm -hmm. going on, as far as I want to get you guys' opinion with everything that's going on now, do you think ROH is going to last? Like, cause now with all this drama and the fact that we and we talked we talked about it last week, the fact that we haven't really seen ROH land as far as any type of of, of deal um, or anything consistent. And I think I remember it was like maybe two media things. Tony Khan was talking about that they're they're look at the last ROH pay per view. There are some mm -hmm. companies that were looking at ROH as far as possibly being on their network, but we haven't heard anything since. Given everything that's happening with AEW, it's a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. Do you think ROH is? So I, I have this theory and my theory is it's just, it's difficult. No one person has successfully managed two wrestling companies, period. When Vince bought WCW, they had the whole invasion angle where they were trying to coexist, but they all coexisted on WWE's playing field on WWE television, on WWE pay-per-views. And when it all went down, everything was unified under WWE. The fact that we are now five months out, almost six months out from ROH being purchased, and there's still no TV deal, there's still no, there's, there's nothing. You've got your Ring of Honor champion this week defending the world title on Dark, Dark. which by your own admission, is your developmental brand. So, uh, would, if we're considering NXT developmental, would Roman Reigns defend the world title there? <laughs> he hasn't, right? You know, so I, I just think that with all of the problems that are happening in AEW, I hate to say it, but uh, ROH is an afterthought at this question. At this point, it's 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 a complete afterthought. There is nobody, and, and I feel bad for ROH because ROH right now is a company in name only. Mm -hmm. That's it. Outside yeah. of that one pay-per-view, which it was a it was a again, was one random pay-per-view. What else has happened with it? Again, at this pay-per-view that just happened, the Ring of Honor world champion is in a ladder match fighting for an opportunity at the AEW world title. Doesn't make much sense. And if you're one of the 100 people on the roster in, in AEW, <laughs> you now have to fight with ROH for that very limited TV time. We're going to have an ROH pure championship defense on Dynamite tonight. What happens to the AEW people? So I think Tony Khan is in over his head. I hate to say that. But the best thing he could do would be to hand off ring of honor to somebody who actually has the bandwidth to do something with it. Right. Because, mm -hmm. because at the worst or at the least he could have created an internet show for crying out loud and put them on an internet uh, on YouTube or something at, at, to at least start and then move it to television. But he hasn't even done that. And so I, I, I mean, you're not fighting with house shows right now for ring of honor for, for AEW. So you're not managing that. You're only managing two shows a week in terms of taping, and you tape usually both of those on the same night of television. So mm. I 
This is probably a job that these EVPs should have been doing. How about that? Ooh. Well, then who's going to film behind the elite then? Like, who's going um, to? Because apparently post- that's more important than uh, a company called Ring of Honor. Yeah, I mean, you know what? And this was our fear when we heard Tony Khan buy it. It is why I wasn't super excited for it. I was just like, oh, no. Like, I, I wasn't because how are you going to run two companies at the same time? It just mm-hmm. doesn't it just doesn't happen. And, you know, he could have we could have had like some type of ROH invasion angle. For God's sakes, Impact did a better ROH invasion angle with Honor No More. So really? we could have had some type of angle where, hey, ROH is here and we were the first company to challenge WWE and we did it without, you know, our daddy's money or whatever. Like it could have been that type of thing. And I just think he did it to do it so Vince wouldn't buy it, so WWE wouldn't buy it. And of course, if WWE bought it, they just would have bought it and vanquished it in the library yeah it would have been no longer for sure but it's almost like we would have taken that then this facade then this ring of honor we don't know you man it's not ring of honor this is not it your your champions defending on matches on dark there's random matches against random people on dynamite or rampage or whatever like this is a facade like this is funny like this is fugazi this isn't ring of honor this is ring of huh this is what roa stands for ring of huh like what's going on? Like AEW got a TV deal like rather quickly because it was happening yeah. behind the scenes. So I think we gave mm-hmm. Tony some leeway to be like, all right, I guess the same thing is going to happen here. But you know, there's only so much wrestling these networks going to put on, and then there's only so much wrestling that other company, that other stations will allow when you're still doing business with Warner Brothers. You know what I'm right. saying? Or at the time, just with uh, yeah, with Warner Brothers, and mm-hmm. now with Warner Brothers Discovery. So they may not want to go into business with you for ROH for a whole different company that those company stars and a different company will also be on the on a rival yeah, network. Crossover. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know, I know we're gonna wait for it to play it out, but it, it's not looking good, and it's making us lose interest in Ring of Honor. You know, it's just. It just fe- just feels meaningless, you know. Again, your world champion is in a ladder match to determine a world championship, as well as your peer champion, which has nothing to do with what a peer champion does. There'll never be a ladder sh- match for a peer champion. What the hell? yeah? If you're gonna it's have cool. uh, AEW Dark and you're gonna have like YouTube stuff for AEW, then there should at least be a Ring of Honor YouTube channel weekly. at least. At least, and the yeah. thing with YouTube is that it doesn't matter how long it is. It could be twenty minutes, it could be thirty right. minutes, it could be forty-five minutes, whatever. Right. But at right. least we get a couple of matches that are just under the Ring of Honor brand. Build a soundstage. Yeah. yeah, they got it's Universal it's- Studios. Build a soundstage with ROH stuff, so we can see the ROH branding, so we can see everything. Yeah, and just right. do it that way. But or you, you could do ROH, even. Do ROH. There are spaces in Atlanta. Rent out, you know, center stage where they used to have WCW. It's perfectly fit for a small crowd. Ring of Honor used to run there. So you could set up something there. Tape, you know, tape once a month. Enough shows to do four shows Mm -hmm. weekly on YouTube. Like Impact Dubs. Exactly. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. ways to do this. But if I'm in Ring of Honor and I'm Dalton Castle and the boys, I'm feeling some kind of way. Because they just won the six-man tag six. titles on their uh, on their pay-per-view. They've yet to defend it, but now AEW was parading around a new trios champion. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which uh, probably gets vacated tonight. <laughs> Which probably gets vacated tonight. So let's see what's going on. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, 
So, so with that said, if I'm Warner Brothers Discovery, and you're, now you're talking about Ring of Honor potentially, and I'm looking at this media scrum that just happened, and the fact that you can't keep your current boys together, how do I trust that you're gonna keep this next set together? I, yeah, mm. yeah. I, mm. I, I mean, AEW is doing big. Hey, bro, you scaring the owns? You know what I'm saying? You scaring them right right now, bro? Like, cause these networks, cause you know, Warner Brothers Discovery is looking like. Y'all out here cussing and fussing and doing all this stuff. Everyone is exactly. bleeding everywhere all the time. There's so much blood is going <laughs> on. Like, like it's just all the time this chaos. And it's like, what are we airing here? Right. You know, like, right. <laughs> like what are we gonna air here? So right. uh speaking of Ring of Honor, TK, there's a former well, Ring of Honor first, wrestler. Uh first off, let's uh answer um JD's question. Oh, Do question. you think Khan is still the still in the negative with AEW, or do you think he's making profit now? I think it depends on a few things, right? Like we know, for instance, WWE, one of the things that certainly helps. Uh, hey, Stephanie, one of the things that helps with them, of course, is doing live shows, obviously lots of merch, other sorts of licensing. There are lots of ways that they're making money. I think the challenge with AEW is they really only have one weekly show where they have the opportunity to make money. Um, you're only doing so much from T-shirt sales. I mean, like. They are what they are. So I, I don't know the full answer to that, but I would think that, um, you know, obviously advertising would have to come into that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see. I will mm, say this. Yeah, no. All of the, uh, yeah, so. all of their show, all of their shows aren't full. They aren't yeah. full. Yeah, no. And when you think about, let's put this into perspective. If All Out was their first million dollar gate, all that talk we heard about all these shows selling out. This is yep. your first million dollar gate after three years. Hmm. I'm sure yeah. you put more money into it than you're making right now. So yeah, the answer is probably they're not making money yet. Yeah. Well, they, they're in they're the black. They're brick. Yeah. <laughs> in the black. I mean, not the Malachi black, but they're in the black. Oh, okay. Black is good. Uh, it's the red that's black, Yeah, you mean you're red. Yeah, you mean you're breaking even. You mean they're yeah, either right. breaking even or they're in the red. Yeah. yeah, I think they're either they're breaking, they're either breaking even because you think about it, um all the little things, and this is you know stuff that I'm learning just from operating businesses, all the little things that you don't account for, you know, mm -hmm. paying all the people to set up the ring, you know, the announcers, the talent, the staff, but then the writers, the venues. Um, the people to sell the shirts, all that comes from somewhere. So mm -hmm. it's just kind of like when you when you look at all of that and then, you know, what the initial startup cost was based off of wherever he got that money from you either to pay yourself back or pay the investors back. Yeah, they're probably still they're probably just either breaking even or, you know, they're making money, but they're still in the red. I think at year five, if the deals continue and it doesn't completely implode, then then I think that would be the true, like, you know, you can truly look at it and say, can, can this go for the long run or do I sell it? Or what, what would be the, what, what would be the option? Or they could take the Stevie wonder approach. Stevie wonder has a radio station in Los Angeles that he owns outright. Um, he just does what he wants to do. And, you know, probably five cities are able to listen to it. Like where I'm living, I can't hear this. <laughs> if that. So, yeah. So it might be that approach where it's like, I have a, a, a ridiculous amount of money, speaking for like Tony Khan, and I could just put in as much as I want and I'm going to just do whatever I want. And, you know, making, making, um, getting into the black and making a lot of money might 
you know, it's just whatever. So yeah. that's another thing too. And that's the thing. Again, we gotta understand this con money. This con money is very, very it's long money. Yeah. You know, I mean, remember mm-hmm. Shad Khan, his daddy owns the Jaguars and they own the uh what's 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 the uh in the Premier League? Uh they own uh Fulham. You know, mm-hmm. they dad own owns mm-hmm. Fulham and you know, like they got like crazy money, like ten billion dollars worth of amount of like stuff. So mm-hmm. the money's long. You know, I just think that with the TV deal, you see what I'm saying? It's all about that distribution. That's, That's what key. played Impact Forever. That's mm-hmm. what played any company starting up. You got to get weekly TV, Absolutely. you know? So commercials, what? because of the commercials and the mm-hmm. advertising and having the machine behind you. It's just having right. that machine and right. having those rights. So I think AEW has a lot to clean up. I think tonight they're going to press reset. You know, D- Dynamite is going to come on. And I think we're going to hear that CM Punk has been stripped. We're going to hear that the uh, that the Bucks and the Elite, I'm sorry, and Omega have been stripped. And I think we're going to hear eventually CM Punk is done with AEW. I think Tony Khan didn't want to act the ass on TV because you can't have two of them acting on TV next to Punk. But I sincerely think CM Punk is going to be gone tonight. I think the juice is not worth the squeeze. We've done all of this, and we've literally gotten one title defense from you. We've no, not one even title one. Defense, he one, lost well, that against, match. Against my, that's what I'm saying. Okay, what's well, so right, right. one title match. One you title lost match, in your yeah. first defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've gotten this mm-hmm. one thing from you, and your, and, and your boy A still has been a whole goon out here allegedly chomping at people. You know what? I know there's a video of the fight. We need to see the Brandon Cutler cut. I know that camera was rolling. <laughs> he always got that damn videotape with him. We need to see what went down. But how do you treat the Bucks? Because allegedly, if CM Punk's like, hey, yo, fam, come see me. Come see me. And the Bucks and Omega's like, okay, we're going to pull up. Mm-hmm. We're at the gym class. Gym mm-hmm. class going to pull up on you. Then, like, it can't be... Both ways, it can't be a hey, yo pull up and then they pull up and it's like ah oh, wait a minute you know I didn't right. mean pull up like that so I think there's equal amounts of blame and responsibility to go around you know it's like the Zapardo what is the the Kennedys or Parnum footage whatever we we need to see the cut the color cut Uh, <laughs> but you can't have both ways so everybody's responsible for this will Omega and the Bugs get released I don't think so but I can absolutely see him Punk saying you know what bro I'm 44 or whatever I'm am um it was a good run I came back bump it you know what i'm saying so well because kenny omega claimed that he was a locker room leader leader and everyone laughed at him everyone's like that's what happened everyone hit the the the, uh the the conor mcgregor who who is this guy you know (laughs) And, and and you hear punk talk about you got people who haven't done anything in this business which i think isn't fair because the Omega and the Bucks have and Paige have. They were just mm-hmm. in Japan. They were just one in North America. But there wasn't a competitive North America company around for 20 years. So I'm not going to knock them for that. But in terms of and American they made television, a brand, and, business, and they made a brand. Exactly. I mean, they did. I mean, it's that's called not, all easy to do. It's all elite wrestling. It's all mm-hmm. elite wrestling. But I think that when you're growing, you also have to be able to take advice. And I'm sure the Omega and Bucks is like, hey, dance with the girl that got you here. We've done it this. We've done it like this so far. And, 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 you know, we got up here. But I think this could be a uh, reset for AEW, including their women's champion or once women's champion or whatever she is at the moment, Thunder Rosa, because we know that First Tony off. Storm. Yeah, uh, before we're gonna you talk about- go into that, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Before okay. you go into that, 
it's very imperative. And if Nikki's still in the chat, I definitely want to shout out Nikki for this um, and Santana. It's very important when you read these articles to read them with a grain of salt because mm -hmm. um, the, the yes, it's wrestling and yes, it's it's their storyline, but some of this also involves people's real lives. And yep. if these articles are not quoting these people and or they don't have an official thing from a company, you know, you, yes, it's entertaining, but also read it with a grain of salt. So that's mm -hmm. why a, a lot of times, 98, 99% of the times, any articles that you see, now this is just a push for the company, any articles that you see from Women's Wrestling Talk, they have been vetted. So this is mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about. And then what we're also going to talk about, you're going to see the example that I'm referring to. Continue, Kate. Because indeed, there's issues like that with a ringside news report that came out that Thunder Rosa has officially requested her AEW release. Uh, it was during the Unleashed podcast in which Brad Shepard, who is a very um, interesting name in wrestling journalism, if you've seen his tweets, uh, but saying that Thunder Rosa has asked for her AEW release, but it was not granted. So they kind of went into the details of how Thunder Rosa is being booked as a champion. She doesn't get time with Tony, the promos, you know, Britt Baker has pretty much still been the queen as Tony storm has been coming up. And then Tony storm was in the media scrum. Um, a lot of us were still shocked after CM Punk, but after Punk came the tag team champions, wherever in our glory, followed by Tony storm. We talked about Thunder Rosa allegedly being injured and, Tony Khan is smirking the whole time because as Thun as uh, Tony Storm says, uh, you know, that Thunder Rosa may or may not be injured. You know, it, it was kind of like very hint that when, you know, Thunderstorm gets back, you know, and Tony Storm said, and I quote, I mean, it's not ideal, but Thunder Rosa says she's injured. Okay. So when she says she's not injured, she could come back and lose to me. And that will be the end of that. Talk about more worked shoots. Are we being worked? Is it a shoot? But that's nothing. That's just something you say to get your opponent over. You just buried, you just really buried her, almost sandbagged her, if you will. Uh, her the comments about Thunder Rosa. So we've kind of seen this play out, and it just seems like no. You almost went the whole show. I almost went the whole show, man. But I, I think that with that, this was more of a ploy to get Thunder Rosa out and. I honestly hope she did request her release because her her reign was treated like trash. It was horrible. It was horrible reign. But also, which what Ron is uh, referencing as well is that her husband um, has went on Twitter and said, you know, and we got the tweet, mm -hmm. and we got the tweet, yes. um, and I and you know just talking to Brian a, a handful of times, I don't mm -hmm. feel like he would tweet something that isn't true you know what i'm saying like he if yeah. it was true he probably wouldn't have refer referenced it at, at all and right. so yeah. it's just kind of like now you're seeing your wife in the news for something this that is a blatant, didn't even happen yeah. it's just kind of like uh okay and yeah. and um, this goes back to one of the things that punk was saying um in the scrum amid all of the things he was saying that hey reporters Make sure you are reporting accurate things because you are talking about our lives. Yeah. And so I think amid all of the things that he said, that part got lost, but it was a super important part of Correct. the conversation. And this is proof of that. You know, the idea that, and I love what you said, TK, you know, we have to read these stories 
with a grain of salt. And obviously, who reports it matters, you know? So that's why when we're talking about the suspensions and stuff, and that's coming from Sports Illustrated, all right, I got a better chance still, of trusting that. But, but, still, but still, but allegedly, still. Allegedly, because if you, you watch... Know, you got harken back to that and if like the 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 Netflix Man show that we're talking mm -hmm. about. if you watch that the whole yeah. reason y'all should watch it by the way the whole it's reason why that article came about is because Deadspin wants to prove that all these people were talking about this story and this girl that right. didn't exist when they could have actually did a little bit of research mm -hmm. to 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 prove it so it doesn't necessarily matter yeah because sometimes news has gotten and I won't bore you with all the minutia. Um, but news kind of gotten to the point where you don't back back at a certain point, like if this was the case and we heard that Thunder Rosa asked for her release, then a journalist would contact Thunder Rosa or her agent or her whatever right. to right. get a quote. And then right. that person is now in the quote in the article stating, yay, nay, we're not commenting. Now it's just kind of like. I heard, I heard. You think it is? This, I mean, it's her, this, yeah. why, this is what I heard. I heard oh, yeah. TK won a million dollars. If right. I didn't say I won a million dollars or you don't see me driving a Bentley, then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Probably right. didn't have, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's in, you know, and it's, and it is entertaining. I'm not going to lie from that. It is mm -hmm. entertaining yeah. seeing all these reports out, but yeah. as journalists, but also you guys who are watching, you know, mm -hmm. just take all of that with a grain of salt yeah. and. You know, you look for two or three key things before you take it as right. this is this is yeah. what happened. And of course, here's the thing. This has always been dirt sheets, though. Dirt sheets has always been mm, a little mm -hmm. birdie told me this, that yeah. and then that and then this and then that. There's always been dirt sheets. I think in terms of everybody having access to something now that is kind of made it a little more dingier and grimier to kind of get through the waters and figure out what actually has a little bit of merit and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. I just feel that the Thunder Rosa situation feels more on the side of the Malachi Black situation. It was requested. It just hasn't been granted yet. That's all it is. Because I can understand Thunder Rosa's frustration. Look how she's been booked. She's been booked horribly. And True. there's things that there's been, and I think it's cool to have like behind the scenes stuff become angles, but only if it can make money. Mm -hmm. And nothing about the sandbagging Marina Shafir going on the TV stuff with Britt Baker being the one to give sandbags. Nothing about that made money. That was going to be a blood feud. It didn't even involve Britt Baker and somehow she got involved with the sandbag. It should have been against Shafir of anybody. It's like, how that's embarrassing. That's mm -hmm. not money. That is not going to make any money. Between Britt Baker giving Thunder Rosa a sandbag, that's just strictly to like embarrass him. I mean, uh, to embarrass her. And yeah, you would think Tony Khan would see how Thunder Rosa is, but again, we we heard that Tony Khan uh, all out presser, and he spoke about Thunder Rosa and why she couldn't get eight minutes, and mm -hmm. they just did it behind the scenes. And I think Thunder Rosa probably saw the fact that you know CM Punk. Got to have a backstage brawl with the Young Bucks. So why couldn't she? I don't know. Shoot, you know, she too could have a backstage brawl. CM Punk gets eight minutes to relinquish the title. She doesn't. CM Punk has a massive brawl. She, she, she should get hers too. That's all I'm saying. No, but be sure to Thunder Rosa. And, and I hope, you know, somebody does her right. I just really enjoy Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like... Um... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could have uh, done 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 with her. But also, if you know that it, it the mic skills was, in your opinion, lacking, right? And mm -hmm. you knew that you were going to make her a champion, 
then it, the onus is on both of them. And again, mm-hmm. we don't know. We don't know if the Rose was working on it. If she wasn't, we don't, we don't know the, all, all the little details, but if you're going to make somebody your champion and then after that, not book them properly. And then after that, you know, say, this is the reason why, like you caught, you probably could have left that part um, alone. Like, I feel like, like Tony Khan needs like a, 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 a a PR person like a, a Olivia Pope, not to mm-hmm. speak for him, <laughs> but just say, "Hey, um, yeah." So yeah. how you did Big Swole and like how you talked about all these people, you might really feel that way. However, you yeah. being the head of the company, like you know, you're just gonna pretty much end up with you know, um, you know, Wonder Bread. Everybody mm-hmm. on your company is going to look like Wonder Bread, and then you're going to be left behind because in right. 2020, 2030, everybody's going to be beige. So mm-hmm. let's, you know, let's let's <laughs> let's figure let's figure this out. Yeah. And you yeah. know, you know, if you're going to do that with your champions, then then book them properly. Like yeah. it's it's it shouldn't be that hard. And then also sell ROH and let somebody else take it. <laughs> what if tonight? What if tonight on Dynamite, like it 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 opens up in. Cincinnati. I don't know if the Moxley family lives in Las Vegas still or Cincinnati, but we wake up, we see like a little crib there. You know, it's Moxley and Renee's kid, and John Moxley wakes up in a cold sweat, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And Renee's like, "What's wrong, baby?" He was like, "I don't know. It was crazy. I just had a, I had a really crazy dream, whatever." And then like the camera pans down, and it's like Moxley still sleep with AEW World Championship because he never lost it. All out was just a dream or whatever, or something like that. We just it feels like it you never happened. All out back, like just mm-hmm. never happened. Down to three hours and run that. Yeah. Just run it back again because yeah. And, and it's like, what's <laughs> wrong? I don't know, babe. Everything else. The last thing I remembered, I won the AEW World Championship <laughs> two weeks ago on Dynamite, mm-hmm. and I've been here since. Nothing else has happened since then. And then dynamite starts, and that's it. <laughs> like, like we just we just have that. And happen. he just has, and he has the championship, and Tony says nothing. Like this is he just he just right. exactly. Like, right. He just comes out. Dalton <laughs> Castle pure... and the boys are the AEW World Trio champions because they won it as super because they won it back at uh, Death Before Dishonor. You know, yes. I mean? like we just don't even acknowledge what's happened the last three days. Just leave the acknowledging to Roman WWE. Reigns. Yeah, yeah. Just so leave the acknowledging to Roman Reigns, and That's just so we're just funny. gonna move on from here. But I think tonight we hear because uh, uh, Dynamite's coming on soon. So predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tony Khan announces that Punk's been stripped. Uh, the Bucks have been stripped as well, and that we're gonna get uh, some type of fatal four way battle royal, or something goes down where we end up with Mox and Kingston. As the two final people, maybe to do a Lex Luger, Bret Hart, double elimination. They have a singles match. Kingston wins to take on MJF at Grand Slam. MJF Eddie becomes your AEW world champion. as our world champion. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it won't happen because MJF going to beat him at Grand Slam. It'll be two New Yorkers in New York at the Ash Center wrestling. Yeah, and, and MJF in his Burberry scarf that also is going to have a mini championship to wrap around it, become AEW <laughs> world champion. That's right. That's my prediction. And a bunch of other stuff's happening too. Trios matches between Death Triangle and the best friends. And uh Penelope Ford challenges Tony Storm in a interim championship match or something like that. So let's go and see what goes down. Mm-mm. But all lies on AEW, baby. Well, to uh Professor Bonner's point, you were saying last week we should just get rid of the 
uh, interim champions. Now with everything awry, if you got rid of the interim championships, then then they just it be makes real champions. A lot easier. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, because if Thunder Rosa wants to release, you know, and she's technically champion right now, then allegedly, you know, allegedly, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. If, if if Thunder Rosa allegedly wants her release, has been tweeted or said about, then you know she just becomes champion. <laughs> so. Woo! More questions and answers, but more also, but for Tony Khan in a good way, more eyes on the product. Well, I don't think, well, so. th that's the thing. I don't know that we're tuning in to see the product. We're tuning in to see explanations. That's yeah, what we're tuning uh, any in news for, is, so. Any news is good news. Like they were doing, uh, it, it, actually the timing, even though it's, it's a complete poop storm, the mm -hmm. timing of it is actually really great because you are seeing WWE on the rise with better storylines, more people are watching, you know, mm -hmm. the last five years have been kind of, you Tough. know, kind of hard. So mm -hmm. now people are watching with these new storylines. And then all of a sudden, because we came off a great pay-per-view, a great pay-per-view, great pay-per-view. And then all of a sudden, like it, the, 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 the car crash that happened on Sunday, we're mm -hmm. talking probably 80% of the show today. We've talked about AEW. Mm -hmm. And so any news is still good news. And probably the ratings are going to be through the roof. Well, today. we hope. I say we hope only because the internet wrestling community is still a small portion of that mainstream audience. So Mitch. it'll be interesting to see if uh, that translates tonight. That's going to like, that's going to be the, if the ratings don't translate tonight, then this was a this was a massive bust. Like if they don't yeah. pull 1.2 million viewers tonight, like right. it ought to be the easiest show with all of this turmoil, you would think. So we're gonna yeah. find out. And yeah, and yeah. You're yeah. right, G, because it can go two ways. It can go everybody wants to see what happens, or everyone is just so disgusted about what's gone mm -hmm. down in the last mm -hmm. 72 hours that they're like, mm -hmm. you know what? Bump that. Right, you you had us, and now you let us off, off the hook. We're gonna do something else with our time. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's what you know is like the scary thing about it. And to your point earlier, G, this does feel like a WCW, WWF. When WWF was like, all right, they just took that lead again. You thought they were down, and then mm -hmm. they just started running and just outpaced them. And there mm -hmm. was nothing WCW could do about it. Nothing. And AOL and AOL Time Warner had merged because remember it was just Time mm -hmm. Warner. Right, and AOL and AOL merged you, Time Warner. It's like the whole thing is happening all yep. over again. And, and and AOL was like, "What's the need for this? Right, I don't need this." Right. And it's literally happening again with the same network. Mm -hmm. How crazy is that? It's the same network with write TNT being owned by Warner mm -hmm. and Warner merging with Discovery. And Discovery is like, because eh, we see what Discovery's been doing with HBO Max mm -hmm. and doing with you know, merging everything and saying, we don't need that and consolidation. So yeah, it's, 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 it's unreal what's happening right now. And this is it the really Tony is. Khan moment where he has to navigate the ship and listen to people to. who want the best interest for AEW. Cause even the best people that have interest for AEW are the EVPs and they out here wrestling and throwing chairs and getting bit and throwing chairs in the eye. So mm -hmm. we're going to see what goes down tonight, but the move is to put the title on my guy, MJF, which of course, following Sunday, we, we know that J stands for, Joker, Maxwell, Joker. Uh, I think Casey is also right. I think the trainer continues um, on oh, into the show does. tonight. Maybe if somebody goes, so here's the thing though. 
they're if getting fired. Goes off script. Like again, if I were Tony fired. Khan, and, and you know this has already happened on Sunday, and then you say, "Oh well, CM Punk is doing all this," I'm gonna like <laughs> because he has way too many people anyway. So mm-hmm. honestly, it's the point where it's just like you clean house. It's yeah. just like, you know, once once or twice a year, you look at your closet and you're like, half the stuff I don't even wear. You right. clean house. You mm-hmm. get good writers. I don't know about the writers that they have now, but you get mm-hmm. more inclusive writers to tell great stories. And yeah. you essentially do what Triple H is doing with WWE mm-hmm. and you go from there. Um, yeah. He has to do... You remember, like when, like before you go in the store, your mom will be like, "You goddamn ass, you put not, you put not touch nothing in the store." That's the prep talk that Tony Connie's have. All the rest of everybody come in. Your but here's there, the thing: it, Do they have the kind of respect for Tony Khan where they would go, "Yes, sir"? Because CM Punk clearly did not. Yeah. With Tony right. Khan sitting right there, right. so I mean, you know, and I mean, even, just that whole thing. So. It feels like a guarantee somebody's going off the rails tonight. And the one person we haven't talked about who likely could have a live mic tonight because they're not suspended (laughs) is Hangman Page. And I'm telling you, if after all of this stuff, Page gets a mic and gets to talk because he's the only one that's not suspended, Punk's not going to come out there and stop him. The Elite's not going to stop him. A Steel isn't throwing any chairs. I'm telling you. It's 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 this is why we're going to watch this show tonight yeah. because we are waiting for the train wreck to happen and it could happen at eight o'clock Eastern. Like yeah, it doesn't that, have mm, to wait. No, nope. it doesn't have to wait. And and I'm sure. Wait, let me see this. Uh, I think I think breaking news, everybody. Max Caster has been suspended and he ain't even do nothing yet. Uh, they just going to suspend him just to make sure he doesn't because get a hot mic. He raps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my that god! That would be entertaining, though. That Tony Khan might be like, "Hey, bro, you is just going to be the instrumental tonight. If if you come out, I'm going to mute your mic and try anything. Like, you won't even come out. Listen. Yo, listen, yo, <laughs> nothing. No, but I'm here for Jim Ross, Leah Sin. Listen, listen, I love it. I oh love, love it. Wow. Jr. Bars. But remember, Adam Page is the catalyst for all of this, which is why there's a little bit of my bones feeling like we are being worked a bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to. I still am kind of like, uh, a, you know, I figure we got a police report, something. I don't know what happened. But anyway, I'm like, uh, and that's why I think Adam Page, been the guy who says that I'm here to save AEW from you, been the guy that says, hey, you a real piece of crap. We don't rock with you wrestling-wise. We don't like you. Nobody wants you here. And being a guy that, quote-unquote, went in the business for himself is the one that's in Buffalo tonight going to get paid to be on TV. So I thought that whole thing was kind of funny. And being the one to speak about this. Well, we'll find all that out, and we'll be here on Friday to talk all about it. But before mm-hmm. we get out of here, uh, Mr. K. McCoy, where can everybody find you? Yes, follow me. I'm at Kane McCoy, C A I N M C C O Y, or follow me on my burner account, Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> Got a lot of stuff to say. Uh, and and Professor Bonner, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Bonnerfied on all of the platforms. Uh, I will be at Southern Honor this Friday night. Uh, for what should be a very, very big show. Looking forward to doing commentary there. Then uh, the card is getting even bigger for uh, Championship District Wrestling, which will be on September the 18th. 
And then, of course, September the 25th, I'll be at Battle Slam, uh, where we're crowning a brand new world champion. So it's going to be another busy month. I like busy months. And then, of course, I'm always here on WWT Live. There it is. And I am thankful for the both of you guys always being here. Definitely check out www.talkpod.com. Check out our website, all the news you can use. Um, also check out all our social media, WW Talk Pod, on every social media platform that you can think of. Also, if you want to listen to us, we're on all that too. You want uh, Spotify, we're there. You want iTunes, we're there. We're we're pretty much everywhere. If there's somewhere we're not, just let us know and we'll be there too. Other right. than that, <laughs> other than that, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. I thank you guys so much for joining us for joining Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.